Gun Sports Radio is sponsored by Love Radio Network. It's time to get educated on your Second Amendment right. It's time to get locked and loaded with two full hours of Gun Sports Radio. Your hosts, Dave Stahl, Lance Palkey, and Michael Schwartz will teach you anything and everything there is to know about firearms, self-defense, and the laws that affect your American right to own and bear arms. Visit GunSportsRadio.com with your questions and comments or to learn how to become a sponsor and or guest of the show. Now, here's your hosts, Dave, Lance, and Michael. All right, folks. Hey, this is FM 96, 1 AM 1170. We are the answer. And, uh, you know, I got to tell you, we really, really, really want to thank, you know, everybody at the table for blowing us out. Our, our sponsor is Firearms Legal. Firearmslegal.com. I mean, I'm telling you, you definitely need to be protected. Firearms Legal Protection is a legal defense program for lawful gun ownership with a 24-7 emergency hotline and plans designed specifically for firearm ownership. Firearm Legal Protection is the best legal protection for self-defense. You need to be ready if that knock on the door comes to take your guns away using red flag laws. Talk to the good folks at Firearms Legal Protection today. That's firearmslegal.com, firearmslegal.com, or you can call them at 469-310-9100. Another great new sponsor, is that is TDT Construction. For over a decade, TDT Construction has complete, completed multifamily and residential projects exceeding 25 mil of construction dollars and 500,000, you know, I don't know what SF stands for. I should, oh, square footage. <laughs> I guess I should know that. Our success is built on a common sense approach. Complete projects on schedule with budgets with an exemplary safety record. Go to tdbuild.com. And then our another new sponsor, we can't thank them enough, is CCW USA. Protect yourself and your family while traveling. California multi, multi-state CCW permit training now. Legally carry your concealed handgun in over 33 states. Regular CCW permit classes held weekly in San Diego County. No specific state residency required for a multi-state permit. So make sure you check those guys out at ccwusa.com. Hi, guys. How's it going? I'm ready to rock and roll. Are you guys ready to rock and roll? Well, our we, our we, first two-hour show, right? It's our first two-hour show, and boy, do we have an action-packed show coming up, especially on the second hour. So make sure and stay tuned. Yeah, we've got all kinds of cool stuff coming up. We're uh, In the next uh, segment, we're going to be interviewing a candidate for San Diego City Council, mm-hmm. and then we're going to have, of course, John Dillon's going to call in. Right. Joe Dramisi's going to talk about his uh, latest blog. Uh, we also have David Chong. Uh, calling in to uh, do a review. It's it's an action-packed show. Yeah. Really is, really yeah. is, cool. really is. So who have we got for the first? Uh... So uh, well, in the next segment is is going to be uh, a city council. Somebody running for city council. Her name's Danny. We'll get to her. But before, want to remind everybody that coming up uh, Tuesday, November nineteenth, uh, the twenty. So the nineteenth, the twentieth, and the twenty-first. That whole week are San Diego County Gun Owners uh, monthly meetings. Oh wow! Um, yep, and then the following week, the tw- on the November twenty, actually on the twenty first this month. Normally, uh, the uh, fourth Thursday is the Fallbrook meeting, but because uh, we have a holiday coming up called Thanksgiving, uh, we decided to move it to the twenty first. So mm-hmm. there's a lot going on that week. So uh, check out our website at San Diego County Gun Owners dot com, and you'll so, see. So you're in North County, Central County, and South Bay. 
Yes, and and Fallbrook. Four meetings. Wow. So yeah, North County, South County, uh, Central, and Fallbrook. Uh, and uh, the, you know, this is where we plan. This is where we you educate your friends. So bring a friend, uh, bring yourself if you've never been, and right. uh, have a lot of fun and, and learn about what we're doing because there's so much going on in the in the county from uh, city councils banning the way you store your guns Jeez. to uh, uh, all kinds of exciting stuff that we if you know we can make a difference if we get involved. Mm-hmm. That's no, for no. sure. Yeah, and also you have the 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 voters guide. That you're just coming out with, just announced it on Friday. Did you guys see it? I did. What you What you think? It looks terrific. We got our buddy Joel Anderson and his his pretty face right up there. Yeah, Joel Anderson running for supervisor out in East County. Mm-hmm. Um, he of course was state senator and he was in the assembly. Uh, Joel's actually a really good example of why we do what we do because Joel started out on a water board, you know, which you know. How many decisions, how many Second Amendment decisions does a water board member mm-hmm. make? Well, not a lot, right? Probably none. But now where is he? You know, now he's been in the Assembly, he's been in the State Senate, and now he's running for county board. And all three of those positions, you make a lot of decisions on uh, Second Amendment that's issues. Right. So that's why we do what we do. We make sure that all these local boards and councils are pro-Second Amendment. Yeah, that's so important because uh, people don't realize that someone on a water board or a school board, maybe there's, uh, you know, 5,000 population in that area. And out of that only what, you know, 2000 people may be voting out of that 20% of the 2000 might actually, well, the, actually vote. So you're down to 400 votes. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, a few hundred votes make the difference over who gets to make decisions. You know, our guy needs 201 and the <laughs> San Diego County gun owners, you know, we got a few of those guys and we're winning races. It's mm-hmm. so important. Your vote really does matter. And, and you really should get to those meetings that Michael's putting on, because if you, if you haven't been one to before, you'll, you'll meet a lot of people and, and I'm sure you'll have a lot of questions and about, well, you'll meet a lot of like-minded people. For and, sure. and that's one thing we need to do is, you know, be a little bit more, solidified in the cause because everybody the other side is absolutely they are and the uh by the way you could find the voter guide if you go to our website san diego county gun owners.com or if you go to our facebook page or if you get on our email list um and support those candidates now where Um, now does that just cover san diego or does it include the back hills too oh so it's it's all over the county County. um, but that's a that's a good question because this is our first uh our first version of our voter guide we're going to add some folks in january Uh um this first round were were uh candidates that we've endorsed Mm -hmm. before or candidates uh like dustin trotter out in santee um of course we've endorsed him before as well but Dustin was our second member ever, mm. and Dustin has been extremely supportive of Second Amendment. These are people that we're extremely comfortable with, right. people that we know very well. They've actually done things to support the Second Amendment. And they actually did what they said they were going to do. Because we right. run into a couple that have promised you, oh, I'll do this for you, not to worry, Michael. And then when they get into a, in front of a microphone or a camera, they flip it right you're not going to see john mccann from chula vista on this list because he was a terrible liar who uh voted against the second amendment yeah, yeah when he said not. he would said he would uh and and did not so uh but that's the kind of thing you know we we vet them out and uh we we hold their feet to the fire you know some of these votes like with john mccann that would have gotten by everybody if no one was paying attention sure you know so uh, sure would have. and yeah. my my way of looking at this 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 voter guide is if you don't see somebody on the voter guide that's running that's a good reason 
Yeah, there's that's a good not, reason why they're not. That's on. like not rec- like if you're looking at a restaurant list, and all yeah. of a sudden your favorite restaurant isn't over there. Yeah, might be because there's a problem with that restaurant. But it, it's important that you download that voter. Yes, guide. it's important that you download that voter guide now, and then also, and then send it to your friends because have they don't know who to vote for. Have but conversations. Yeah, absolutely. Because you start winning, people start voting the voter guide. We start winning races. We start winning races. As Michael said, they matriculate up. You know, like look, you know, from water boards to city council meetings and uh, members and that kind of thing. Well, we talk a lot about like hey we got to get more organized we got to get more active okay so what does that Here mean are. all right well here's a voter guide we can coalesce around right. and of course again we're going to add more people in sure. january but there are i don't know at least a dozen like 20 people on this list there's somebody across the county uh school board members mm-hmm. county board um city council that that you can pick and get involved Call them up. Get involved with their with their campaign. Yeah. Get involved with San Diego Put County sign, so we can you know, Get them. a sign in front of your house, you know, from that member. Uh, walk their precincts, you know, send them money, send them five bucks, 10 bucks, 500 bucks, whatever the case may be. All of you need to support somebody because if you don't, right. they're going to continue to take your rights away. Right. So, And later on in the show, we're actually going to have a report from Sam, the gunman. Sam, uh, the gunman. He's going to talk about how he went to the Second Amendment uh, rally in Washington, D.C. yesterday. Did he? And he's going to give us a report. Oh, but, wow. but that's just an example of, uh, you know, okay, you know, how, you know, people getting involved, people getting organized. And we're going to talk a little bit about some of the pluses and, and uh, you know, there are a lot of pluses uh, that he's going to talk about. There's a couple of minuses, too. Sure. And we're going to talk about that as well. All right. Let's take a quick break, folks. You're listening to Gun Sports Radio. Two hours of education. You can always go to gunsportsradio.com for more information. And we'll be downloading the shows. And I think San Diego County gun owners will download them as well. Yeah, they, they get posted to his website. Cool. Is that where they go to his they website? Go, yeah, they go to ours. All of his. Yeah. All, right. Yep. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Gun Sports Radio. We've blown out to two hours, so sit back and relax, and you'll be able to catch the show at San Diego County GunOwners.com. Just check these guys. SDCGO.com. SDCGO.org. SDCGO.org. Oh, it's .org. Oh, it's San Diego it. County GunOwners.com or SDCGO.org. All right. Very good. And by the way, this segment is brought to you by U.S. Law Shield. Go to www.uslawshield.com. This is the U.S. and Texas Law Shield organization was founded in 2009 when a group of pioneer lawyers became fed up with the hostility and abuse in the legal system directed toward responsible gun owners. Every day they saw innocent people suffering the terrible consequences of someone else else's choice to commit crimes. And to make matters worse, those people were tied up in the legal system, struggling to defend themselves for defending themselves. Innocent people were experiencing financial duress, bankruptcy, or worse, or all go to jail. So go to www.uslawshield.com. And then, of course, our good buddies, Cali Key. Nobody does it better than Cali Key. There's a simple way to fix up your AR. For those of us in California, lawful AR ownership is increasingly under attack. California assault weapons laws makes it impossible to legally keep your AR rifle with the features it was born with. What's the solution? It's Cali Key. The Cali Key removes your rifle from the definition of an assault weapon by converting any mil-spec direct impingement AR platform rifle into a straight pull bolt action rifle. 
It's a true drop-in solution. In less than a couple of minutes, you are good to go. No milling, no aesthetic modifications, no turning off your gas system either. Keep your entire AR collection intact at a price you can afford with Cali Key. That's Cali Key, K-A-L-I-K-E-Y, K-A-L-I-K-E-Y. And another great new sponsor, PRMI Mortgage at Primary Residential Mortgage Alpine, up where I live. They're dedicated to ensuring each customer has a great experience. Our local home loan or originator has this, uh, decades of combined experience in the mortgage industry and can help you with a variety of needs. From helping you find the right mortgage based on your financial factors to clothing things out and getting you the perfect home for you and your family. That's www.primeres.com backslash alpine.com and make sure you tell them you heard it right here on gun sports radio all right so we have our our first guest uh our guest is uh calling guest danny walker texas ranger no she's not a texas ranger <laughs> but danny walker is a uh candidate for san diego city council district three which that's, currently that's your district that's right? where i live that's where you live you're in the district there it's currently uh, uh, the uh, the person there is a guy named Chris Ward, and Chris Ward is uh, uh, basically outwardly hostile, not just towards San Diego County gun owners, not just towards gun owners in general, but towards the Second Amendment. I mean, he's truly one of the extremists uh, in local uh, uh, politics here in San Diego. So Danny is running to unseat him, and I thought we would have her on the show to talk about that. Danny, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? I hear you perfectly. Now, Danny, you oh, are, awesome. I, of course, jokingly said you're Danny Walker, Texas Ranger. Not a Texas Ranger, but you're originally from Texas, right? Yes. Yes, I am. And that's my joke, too. And that's how I order my Starbucks as well. <laughs> <laughs> so that's so. what brought you? So you're in the great state of Texas. What brought you here to California? Oh, man. So ever since I was a kid and we came here, I went, gosh, this is exactly where I want to be. I love Texas. It's such a place that... Um, there's a, a lot of togetherness, but I just knew that, you know, I needed to be in California, that this was where my tribe was. This is where my people are. And I spent my whole life, uh, trying to get here as fast as I could. <laughs> well, good. Well, we're happy to have you now. You're looking to run for city council. You've never held public office before, right? Absolutely. And yes. you're, you're um, not, you're not affiliated with a, with a party, right? You're not affiliated with the Republican party. You're not affiliated with the democratic party. So honestly, so I will tell you for years, I've been a registered Republican. Uh, I got to the point where I just feel like everything is very, very split. And I want to speak to people in general. And for me, Second Amendment right is a nonpartisan issue, 100 percent. And um, so I'm actually running as an independent that means right, which makes me very different than all of the other competitors running in the primary that pretty much have the exact same platform. You know, they're all Democrats. They've all, they're all kind of, you know, touting for the exact same thing. So we really do have an advantage um, being able to speak for so many people. Well, that's we're nonpartisan. In fact, I frequently, Absolutely. yeah, we have, I frequently refer to the Republican <laughs> Party as the second worst Second Amendment party out there. Um, <laughs> right. But uh, so I, I think that's great. Now, you submitted a questionnaire that we and we asked you about your uh, views on, a, on the Second Amendment. And I, I just want to read everybody the first line you wrote here. Uh, this is what holds our democracy. Sure. This is what holds our democracy intact. And we have to continue to make choices that protect that basic fundamental right. 
Now, that is a fantastic statement when it comes to the Second Amendment, and I agree wholeheartedly. But how did you come to uh, your views on, on Second Amendment issues? Well, you have to understand that if we wanted to be like Europe, we would have, you know, we wouldn't have left Europe. <laughs> so we created a, a democracy so that the people were in control of the government. And in order to keep a democracy, the people have to maintain control. And I feel the exact same way about data rights and, and things like that and surveillance. So um, Second Amendment falls right in, into that. I believe that in order to have true freedom, is freedom of choice and the freedom for you to be able to find your path on your own as a citizen and the freedom to protect yourself and to be able to take care of your own home and to take care of yourself. The government is really there to supplement in case something is needed. But there, you know, it takes too long to call the government specifically out in Texas. You know, if, if you wait for to call the police, you'll end up you'll end up dead. So for me, I think that gun rights are very, very important. I think it's important for you to be responsible for your own self and your own home, especially responsible gun ownership. So uh, the more educated people are on this, I I really truly do not believe that uh, most Americans are bad people. I don't think that there's, you know, there's always going to be villains out there, but the average person with, with the right education and respect for something and they understand how it benefits themselves is more powerful than, than ever. And I personally, I feel like a lot more people should own guns, guns, especially here in California. Well, and you said that we asked you about uh, concealed carry permits in our questionnaire, and your response was the government is there to supplement safety, not be your everything I, protection. I want more I, women to be active gun members uh, after the Me Too movement. Uh, and, you know, by the way, I do want to emphasize, too, I, I, we keep talking about how you're from Texas. A lot of people in California are from somewhere else. I mean, California is your home. You've been here for years now, right? Yeah, I've been I've been working out of California since I was 18 years old, flying back and forth, meeting with uh, cosmetic corporations. And I've lived here for about seven years now. Yeah. OK. So, yeah, you're you're it's not like you, you flew in yesterday. I mean, you're a you're a permanent no. California resident. You love your new home. Absolutely. And, yeah. I'm not going anywhere. So tell us, tell us just a little bit about your district, District 3 in San Diego. What, what are the demographics? Uh, whereabouts? Let's start with where is it? What, what neighborhoods make up District 3? Oh, it's, the, it's some of the, it's some of the, I'm sorry you don't live here, but it's, it's some of the greatest areas. So we've got downtown, Old Town San Diego, University Heights, Hillcrest, North Park, South Park, Golden Hill, and Normal Heights. Uh, and Balboa Park is there, but nobody lives in, you know, well, some people live in Balboa Park, but um, most people are not supposed to live in Balboa Park. So, you know, um, they're not. So when you go to these neighborhoods <laughs> and you tell them, hey, you know, and I know you have a lot of other views and I know that uh, uh, you're not leading with Second Amendment views, but it's something that's very important to you. I understand that. But when you yeah. do talk to people um, about, you know, all the different priorities that you have, how do you explain to people in those neighborhoods why the Second Amendment is something that's important to you? Um, there's, a, there's actually a lot of reasons why. And I think that people would be really shocked to know how many people are in support of the Second Amendment, but are just really afraid to stand up for it yeah. and really afraid to talk about it. And, uh, you know, luckily I have, a, you know, pretty thick skin, so that's not a problem that I have. Most people are pretty much in favor as long as it doesn't, you know, if they you know, if they have an issue with guns, that's fantastic. They go, you know, just I don't want to own a gun. Or they just pretty much say, I've never shot a gun. I've never had a gun. Mm -hmm. um, it's mainly because they've just never grown up in a house or experienced it or ever had any type of situation where their back was against the wall where they needed 
yeah. have a gun. No, how did, has it come up in the campaign so far? Or, or you know, tell us a little bit about your experience and Second Amendment questions um, uh, so far in your campaign. I find that um, I have a lot of really amazing friends that are uh, pretty leftist who have spent a significant amount of donations on my campaign already. And they always say, you know, we may not agree, Danny, but we know that you'll come up with a thoughtful um, response to everything. And I think one of the biggest things that's not being addressed in, in my personal um, in my personal experience is the mental illness. Uh, it's, it's just not being addressed at all. Everyone's kind of just brushing it under the rug and going, everybody has mental illness. And that's, that's really not being addressed. So we really need somebody to stand up on the forefront and say, and then we're also addressing this and going to figure out why we're having so many issues with people who are, uh, like I said, uh, feel like they need to, their, their fears are pretty much the villain mentality. Like, what they have seen in the media and in the news, you know, they're fearful of their children's schools. They are fearful of being out at a concert. They are fearful of, you know, these small snippets of, of certain things. Yeah, well, and and par- part of, of course, part of the reason for that fear is that they, they have adults yeah. with, a, with a anti-gun agenda. They keep telling them that they should be afraid that, uh, you know, this is something that, uh, you know, is happening far more often than but, it is. And, but if they would bring, if, you know, Danny, I, I'm old enough to remember psychiatric hospitals. And they yeah. were they were all over the place. I mean, everywhere you looked, there was a psychiatric hospital. Well, when they closed all the doors on psychiatric hospitals and dumped them in the streets, you know, there's a problem right there. We need to bring back psychiatric health hospitals and help these people. Yeah, well, absolutely. Well, I mean, if you sit there and kind of take it into the equation, if anybody knows physics, you have A plus B equals C, right? Or no, that's math. But um, if you've got, you know, we've had guns forever, we've had schools forever, you know, why all of a sudden do we have so many children right. that are just becoming, you know, so, and I'm going to be extreme and call, I would never want to call children villains, but just to kind of step out of that, um, why all of a sudden do we have these kind of, you know, villainous children going in and wanting to light up a school that is right there should tell you that something is wrong within the school, within the parenting, within, um, not just, you know, not just parenting, but within the system. Within society, yeah. Within society. I mean, and I can and I can tell you this exactly. I was a bully in school in seventh grade. I was I was publicly removed from school and transferred to a private school. So I fully understand what some of these kids are going through when you have no way of outlet. And and I will be very direct. It all started with the anti-bullying. And I, and I know that well, they well, Danny, that that's that's well. fantastic. We're actually running out of time. Before oh, we run sorry. out of time, though, I want to make sure that you give out. What's your website? Now, of course, we haven't endorsed you yet. No endorsements. We're still getting to know you. But I would love your questionnaire and I've loved our conversation. So if people do want to learn more about you and, and possibly uh, support you, where would they go? They would go to vote. Um, they would go to walkerforcitycouncil.com. That's my email. I would absolutely love for anybody who wants to reach out to please, please message me. I want to hear from everyone and just, you know, kind of hear your experiences, especially if you're in District 3. So Walker, W-A-L-K-E-R-F-O-R. 
City Council, yes. Walker4CityCouncil.com. Check her out. Yes, and by yes. the way, I want to thank the anti-gun groups out there who actually have our name in their questionnaire, and that's how Danny found us. She yeah. reached out to us and said, hey, the anti-gun groups are afraid that uh, <laughs> that I have anything to do with you, and, and it sounded interesting, so I wanted to reach out to you, which I think is a, an extremely uh, extremist position on their yeah. part, that they... They won't even talk to a, or they won't even uh, consider endorsing well, not. a candidate that uh, that we could, you know, uh, uh, agree on anything. Would yeah. is is uh, you know far beyond them. But anyway, Danny, thank you so much for coming. Very Absolutely. much appreciate your time. Thank you, guys. Y'all have a great Sunday. Bye. All right. Well, I heard that Texas drawl in there. Did you guys hear that little <laughs> Texas drawl slip out? She was doing really good too. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. You're listening to FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. We are the, the answer. <laughs> I almost forgot. You weren't here last week. Screwed me all up. Yeah, right. This segment is brought to you by Gasky Dillon and Balance LLP. Boy, if you ever need help with guns, CAFirearmslaw.com, CAFirearmslaw.com. And another great new sponsor, AO Sword Gun Store. Go to www.aosword.com. You will definitely get taken care of like as if you're family. All right. So, what do we got this segment, guys? Four three. That be oh, that should be John Dillon. Johnny's calling in. John, how you doing, Hot Rod? Hey guys, how's it going? Living the dream. How come you're not here? Ah, uh, you know, I'm uh, busy working away on the weekend instead he of is, having man. fun with you guys. Yeah, how's that lawsuit coming? Uh, it's good. Uh, there's going to be some movement on it, uh, both of them, uh, probably this coming week. So stay tuned for that. Uh, but I can't talk about it too much in detail today. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, they're proceeding and going well so far. How are you guys doing? Living the dream. All right. Well, uh, there's one subject that I want to talk about uh, with regard to family transfers in California. But before that, I just, you know, a quick shout out to all the people that attended the Washington, D.C. Second Amendment rally uh, this weekend. There was a, a large uh, Second Amendment rally uh, at the Capitol, and uh, you, a lot of big people in the the gun world were there to to, to show support for the Second Amendment rights. So we had a reporter on the ground. Like we actually had a reporter on the ground. John, he's going to uh, oh, stay perfect. tuned. The last or second to last segment. Uh, last, last segment. Last segment. So the five forty five segment. We're actually going to have a report from someone who was live there. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Did you I've go? Been seeing the post, I you know, no, I wasn't able to go just because I've been working. Uh, but uh, I've been following along on everyone's posts and seeing it, and it just looks like it was a great, a really great success. And I look forward to hearing about it. Well, we but, need uh, to have more of those. Yeah, really. Oh, so what else? Is, so what good news have you got? Well, uh, it's not good news or bad news. Uh, it's just <laughs> information. So. This is a question that comes up a lot and people don't really know all the facts of, but in California, you know, essentially every type of firearm transfer requires background checks, stroses, and all sorts of stuff. 
However, uh, there is still one transfer that is, you know, uh, considered acceptable without uh, having to go to a gun shop FFL for the transfer, and that would be called uh, intrafamilial transfers or, you know, transfers from father to son, father to daughter, daughter to father, mother to son, you know, direct line descendant type stuff. Um, but basically, uh, these days, uh, for a long time and up till 2014, uh, there are certain transfers, you know, between, you know, parents to kids or grandparents to kids, uh, didn't require any paperwork. You could just transfer your firearm to your kid as long as they weren't prohibited. Uh, and there wasn't a big deal. However, uh, as of 2014, you do have to file some paperwork at the very least when it comes to making these family transfers. Uh, and that's what they call the firearm operation of the law or interfamilial transfer form. Uh, these days you can either download uh, the form and print it off of Google, uh, or you can go on the, the dreaded CFARS uh, webpage that the DOJ has. I believe that there's a link uh, for the form as well, but, Essentially, nowadays, if I, you know, I have a son or a daughter that I want to transfer a firearm to, uh, you're not actually required to go to an FFL, but you do have to fill out one of these forms uh, in order to lawfully transfer the firearm. Uh, big things to remember, uh, obviously, the person receiving the firearm can't be prohibited. Uh, the person receiving the gun also has to have a firearm safety certificate. So uh, you have to get those generally at gun shops or gun stores that are uh, certified to issue those. It's a 30-question multiple-choice test, which uh, generally with good uh, you know, safety knowledge you should be able to pass. But you basically can get one of these forms, fill it out with all the necessary information regarding your firearm and who it's going to, and you mail that in to the DOJ with a $19 check and then the gun is now yours and it's registered to you and you're good to go. But it, and it has to be, I just want to emphasize something you said earlier. It has to be a direct line. It can't come from an uncle or an aunt or a cousin. Yeah. It's, it's got to go and up even, and down. Yeah. And even step parents and all that kind of stuff, that's not going to work. So like father to son, mother to son, direct line, grandparents to grandkids are fine. Uh, but yeah, think of your family tree if it's not a direct line up and down, then it's not going to work. Uh, so that's the big key to always remember on that. Um, and there are ways to to do these transfers when your parents live out of state. Uh, similar form is, uh, you know, actually in those cases, if you're transferring a firearm from out of state from a family member, like mother or, daughter, or father, you're going to have to go through an FFL. But when both uh, the, you know, the, mother and the son are California residents, you can just fill out this form. So let me ask you a uh, question. Rather than going down to a shop. Let me ask you a couple of sp- scenario questions. First off, by the way, is there a year that, um, like if, if this transfer happened before a certain year, then you don't have to worry about going back and doing this paperwork? Yeah, so uh, the law is not retroactive. So let's say you were, you know, uh, an adult and your, your father transferred you a gun, you know, 15 years ago uh, and it was lawful to do so then with no paperwork, you don't have to go back now and register that firearm. There's no law that requires that. The, the original transfer was a legal transfer that was made. Uh, you don't have to go back and say, oh, and now I need to do the paperwork. What is that year? Was it, was it 2013? 
It depends on whether we're talking about handguns or long guns, rifles, shotguns. As of 20, January 1st, 2014, that's when all long guns needed paperwork as well. Okay, so 2014 for 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 handguns, and then I think it's, what, 2017 for long guns? No, 2014 for long guns. Oh, 2014 for long guns. Okay, my apologies. Okay. Yes. Okay, so you were talking about out of state. So let's say... Uh, mom and dad live out of state, uh, adult, uh, child lives in California and they want to, uh, transfer a firearm. Uh, maybe it's a gift, maybe it's, uh, um, whatever, for whatever reason. Um, so they should send that firearm to a California FFL. And then the California resident has to go through the dross system, uh, just like they're purchasing a firearm new. Yeah, so you do it just like going to a gun shop and buying a gun. Uh, your mom or dad that lives out of state, they would ship the firearm to the FFL. You know, I would recommend you have some, you know, paperwork and information on it to where if it's a gift, so you can identify it as a gift and say, this is a gift to my son and, you know, maybe have a driver's license, you know, copied onto that uh, thing just for good, you know, record purposes. But They'll ship it to the FFL. The FFL does the same you know, 4473 DROS background check that uh, you, they would do with any firearm purchase. Uh, and you can you, know, you do that and you get your gun. Uh, the thing is with these you know, family transfers, they're generally uh, not, or they, they're generally roster exempt when it comes to handguns. So, uh, you know, if there's no issue with, you know, your dad who lives out of state, gifting you or you know that's, giving you a gun that's the million dollar question right there is even if it's even if the firearm is not on the safe handgun roster for those who don't know there is a safe handgun roster in california and if you're if a pistol is not listed on that uh, you can't buy it from a dealer but you can buy it from a private party or you can get it as a gift so uh yeah so you know. the, the family transfers are generally exempt from the roster requirements and that's why it's okay to have a non-roster firearm be transferred among, you know, you know, father to son type thing. So if mom and dad live in Arizona and they decide that, hey, they want to give uh, their California uh, uh, adult, um, uh, you know, child. I don't want, that's not right. Adult uh, kid. <laughs> what am I trying to say? Adult. Uh, their son or daughter. Their son or daughter. Um, <laughs> if they want to give them a, a really cool gift, like a glock 42 or a glock 43 or a sig 365 these are handguns you they can't buy in california from a dealer but if mom and dad decide hey i want to give them a really cool gift they can purchase it send it to an ffl in california and then they they take possession of it after a background check and a fee and a 10-day wait period right yeah and i just have to say i know it's tempting to those people but this isn't a way to skirt the law or try to get around roster exempt stuff. It's just one of the, it's a perk between, you know, the, the gifts between family members. Uh, so just, well, there's just no you know, law against have to it. Be infre- yeah. But they, uh, the transfers are technically supposed to be infrequent, which generally means six or fewer transactions in a year. Um, so, you know, it's going to not going to look very good if, you know, your, your parents are gifting you, you know, 60 guns a year that are all off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Well, but, well, but that would yeah. be illegal. It'd be because they, because yeah, that would not be. Yeah. Good. So you, you, and unless yeah, general gifts of your, your, your mom or dad wanting to get you a cool gift, a cool gun. Cause you're a gun guy. You're into guns. 
the roster doesn't apply and they can give that to you. And generally most FFLs in the state of California are up to date and understand that law and the transfer, you know, the paperwork involved and they know what to do. Yeah. So you should be all set. Because if you, if, cause few, uh, as long as it's fewer than six, if it's more than six, they have to be a licensed dealer. That's that's the law there. Yeah, right? then you're getting into the other licensing yeah, requirements. So, but yeah, the, the general gift for your birthday or Christmas or something like that, you, you're good to go. Good to go. Fewer than fewer than six. Yeah. Totally legal. All right. Yeah. Fantastic, John. Thank you very very much. I sure appreciate it. CAFirearmslaw.com. Check out John Dillon. He'll be more than happy to help you out of any of your sticky wickets. <laughs> right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Sports Radio. FM 96.1 AM 1170, The Answer. This segment is brought to you by the Gun Range San Diego, www.thegunrangesandiego.com. It's your Nordstrom's of gun ranges, seven days a week, 10 to 10. Can't beat these guys. you got to go down, take the family, take your co-workers, go down. If you've never shot before, they'll take care of you like family. If you're a longtime shooter, it's the same thing. You'll never have a problem with those folks. They are absolutely the best. Also, firearms legal. What's the best best defense for self-defense and those horrible new red flag laws? Firearms Legal Protection. Mike Lance and I use them. Firearms Legal Protection is the legal defense program for lawful gun ownership of the 24-7 emergency hotline and plans designed specifically for firearm owners. Firearm Legal Protection is the best legal protection for self-defense. You need to be ready if that knock on the door comes to take your guns away using red flag laws. Talk to the good folks at Firearms Legal Protection today. That's Firearms Legal Protection at www.firearmslegal.com or you can call them at 469-310-9100. That's 469-310-9100. And we also have another new sponsor. We got John Groff and John, where did I do with it? I think I've lost it. No, no, I lost it. Where did it go, John Groff? Must be on this page 37. Best looking, Dave. CCW instructor from we the gun Yeah, CCW. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. He goes to CCW training, and you can't beat it. If you're looking for uh, really good quality training, it's John Groff, CCW training. Do you have his phone number? Yeah, with all the well, well all the um, CCWs being, being issued now, go see John. He uh, right. does individual training uh, right there at the gun range San Diego. He can be reached at 619-933-4368. Six one nine. 933-4368. Just ask for John Groff, individual CCW training. Um, he's a wonderful man. I got my training from him. Did you really? I sure did. Yeah, that's good, awesome. Good, good guy. He's been around forever. A retired law enforcement. Retired law enforcement. All right. Fantastic. All right. So, hey, we got our good buddy. We got Casey today, right? We got Casey on the line. How you doing, Case? Pretty good. How's everybody holding up? Excellent, excellent. Beautiful Sunday. You're darn right it was. Yeah, it's been, uh, range has been hot all day. Yesterday, we were absolutely slammed. We were hitting about almost an hour wait. 
Holy really? man. Yeah. It stayed like that the entire day. People wanted to shoot, so we accommodated everybody as best we can. Luckily, everybody has a lot of patience around here, so that's good. And we just got everybody in there the entire day. So we haven't had a, quite a busy day like that in a while. So it's, you know, good business for us. And Sundays usually lower for football, but we've been on a full range the entire day. And we'll be, again, we'll be here 10 to 10 every single day if anybody wants to come down and shoot. Well, they need to, man. And a lot of too many people still have their firearms in their closet or in their gun safe or whatever. They just don't use them enough. They don't practice yep, enough, so you got to get them they out don't. and use them, and you know, go see our good friends at the Gun Range San Diego, and and um, you know, take those things out, put some optics yeah. on them, you know, get them suited Absolutely. up. You know, we had I had a guy calling me earlier asking about what type of optics you should put in, on his firearm. I was like, hey man, you know, as long as you got compliant stuff, bring it in here. We'll throw a couple on there and see which one you like. And that's the thing about us, especially you know, we're a smaller private shop. We get to do a lot more stuff that the corporations, you know, like I'm not going to say names out there, but corporations, they don't get as much leeway because they're just swamped left and right. Us on the sales side, we get a lot more personal people. You know, I have customers that I recognize on no first name basis because they come in just because they love dealing with us. You know, we're here to we're here to pick everybody's brains. And at the same time, we're here to, you know basically inform everybody of the ever-so-changing laws out here and give our honest opinions about certain firearms and whatnot because the perks of us having the rental range here is we'll put a lot of these newer firearms, all the, you know, the hot new items out there on the range, and we'll put them to the test, and we'll see how they run. And you guys did a fantastic job a couple of weeks ago when we had the UCSD Marksmanship Club. Jimmy absolutely uh, UCSD has started a marksmanship club, and oh, really? uh, we had them all out there with mentors, and uh, basically you guys opened up the shop early for us. Uh, mm-hmm. Casey, you were there bright and early, uh, yes, sir. and uh, leading the charge and uh, getting them all excited. And I think you even brought. What, did you bring us? Was it a scar or what did? What did you, no, that was that was my LWRC. That was my nice yes. boy AR. Nice. So, yep, I let a lot of those guys shoot that, and you know, it's it's just a thing of you know sharing the wealth of knowledge and just getting people more comfortable with firearms because there's always that stigmatism about you know firearms are bad. When I'm in there instructing people and teaching them, the first thing I ask them, "Are you afraid of guns?" And some people say no or yes, and I will literally grab the gun and bang it on the table and be like, look, this is not going to do anything unless you pull the trigger and give them the whole spiel. And it just kind of brings a sense of rationality down to it that, you know, this is a tool. This is a tool. This is a inanimate object that if used properly, everything will be fine. If it used improperly, bad things can happen. Not necessarily they will, but they can happen. That always cracks me up. It's just, just, yeah, just getting people used to the whole thing about it. You know, there are so many people who are afraid of this piece of metal. And then I always ask them, hey, are you afraid of your car? Like, no. I'm like, well, imagine that. More people died from cars than guns, so... It always cracks me up how people uh, treat their their firearms. And, you know, I mean, it really is. It's like a wrench or a hammer. I mean, it's just uh, some metal parts put together i was in a shotgun class for uh, a few days uh, mm-hmm. a few years ago and uh, you know we all had our uh, shotguns on the rack and it started to rain and like half the class went running over to protect their shotgun like what is it made of candy i mean what you know it's just some it's a little bit of rain here guys like yeah. what are you doing but yeah it is it's a yeah tool they're like, like lance tool. and i they don't want to clean it <laughs> I we gotta, well, take, like it. Gun we gotta take it to the gun range san diego yeah. and get it clean they, they clean mine there you go yeah you know it's, it's like the tools of the trade like in my time in the military um i was in a boat company and our job was to swim so i would swim in you know about a thousand meters at night with my rifle with an m4 with a grenade launcher on it nice. and my job was to swim and then crawl up through the sand in the beach my firearm was filthy 
Absolutely. But it was a tool of the trade. That's what I was expecting it to do. Would it always run? Absolutely, because I took care of it. But yeah, there you, you go. Know, you have all these... Don't get me wrong. There are some safe queens out there that are awesome guns that you're just like, you know what? This is just a gun I want to pass down through my generations. Do I still want to shoot it? Heck yeah, I do. Am I going to abuse it like my Glock 19 or anything like that? No. Mm-mm. Because, you know, some of those guns, I understand, you know, they're the family heritage. You can't get them anymore. I get that. But the rest of your firearms that, you know, you're carrying on a daily basis, ones that you are planning to protect your life with, train with it. Abuse it. It can yeah. take it. Yeah, you got to get on. Yeah. Them. Just like I was talking to John Groff. He's one of our, you know, advertisers for... You know, mm-hmm. the CCW do. And, and John was exactly right. A lot of people that have CCW, once they get their license and whatnot, they really don't train that much. And you just exactly. you have, to, you have to keep going back. Yeah. You know, that's, and especially when it comes to being a CCW holder, just because you have one doesn't mean you're a good shot, in all honesty. And I've seen some of the people what? like, and you're like oh, I have my CCW and I'll watch the shoot. I'm like, it's true. What? It's 100% true. You know, when people get <laughs> complacent, you know, firearm shooting is a perishable skill. You know, if you're not out there at least training, you know, once a week, once a month, at least actively doing dry runs or anything, you're going to get rusty. There's no answer. I know. I will, I will yank happen. on the trigger what yeah. ends up happening. Well, yeah. So I will yank on the trigger. I yep. can tell if exactly. I have the training. Nope. I got to back down and, and just. Well, as soon as I get my CCW, I'm done with training because I'll, be I'll be able to shoot. I'll be able to shoot like great. Because I mean, <laughs> I, you know, it'll, it, I'll rise to the occasion. Happens, like we'll have people, we'll have people come in. They're like, "Oh, I've been shooting for 40 years, and I'll watch them shoot." And I'm like, "Hmm, I think the last time you shot was about 40 years ago." Looking at your grouping, <laughs> you know, we're not here to make fun of people or anything like that. No. But you know, when you're coming into a gun range and whatnot, you know, eat a little piece of humble pie before you come in. All of us here, yeah. we shoot. Every single day, we are honing our skills because this is our job. We're supposed to be the experts at this. If people have any questions, comments, concerns, just let us know. We keep range officers in the range for a reason. It's not just to maintain peace and good order. Pick our brains. Hey, you know, I, I'm shooting a little bit left. What can I do? You know, a lot of people always blame the sights just and that. No, it's, it's your trigger finger. You know, you're doing put a little bit too much meat on the trigger there. So we're there to pick people's brains. You know, it comes down to that range etiquette that we have in here. You know, like the biggest ones is just because you shot on a gun range before doesn't mean every single gun range has the same rules. You know, people that come in here, they read our rules and we make sure everybody does just because in an indoor gun range, it's a little bit smaller. Mm. We have our rules for a reason. You know, we, uh, the other day we had an ND behind the line. Luckily, it was nobody in the range. It was a private event. Um, no injuries, no nothing. But it's, it's for, it's for that exact reason. So I can, I, yeah, there's no accidents in there. You know, and you can say it's an accident, but because of your negligence in the firearm world, that could take somebody's life. Yeah. We know joking Casey, about it, you know. And mm-hmm. that, that was one of the, um, I think one of the great features you guys have at your range, having an RSO back there all the time. Absolutely. Um, because, you know, a lot of the ranges don't do that. And uh, mm-hmm. I know the ranges where I train, you know, it's, I intentionally try to go there when there's not a whole lot of people because yeah. I, mean, I, I trust myself, but you never know who's going to be in there. True. And it's nice to have a safety officer back there keeping an eye on everything. Absolutely. So that, that's you know, a on really the weekends, great feature you guys have. On the weekends, like yesterday, uh, we were a little bit short staffed because we had people catching that flu or that bug that's going around. So we only had two guys in the range. But, you know, when it's us in there and we're very experienced on it, we can do it. You know, just give us a little bit of patience. We'll be there to help you clear sure. jam or something within a minute. But the perks of us having the range set up this way is because we care about everybody's safety, you know, and especially as being a rental range, we have people that have never seen a gun before in their life. And the last thing we want to do is say, okay, here's a gun. Good luck. Yeah. Let me know how it works out. Exactly. No, it'd be absolutely terrifying. And it's not only just the new shooters It's people that are, you know, Hey, you know, I've shot, I've had this gun, you know, five years. I've only shot a couple of times. Can you help me out? Absolutely. You know, the rule. 
yeah, the rules are here for a reason. You know, read them front and back, understand what we expect on our range. If people violate the rules, don't be surprised when we correct you on it. Now, we're not going to you know, come up screaming in your face unless it's absolutely necessary to take charge of a situation. But we're very peaceable about it. It's like, hey, you know, just a reminder. You don't carry your guns around behind people. You keep them up in the booth at all times. You can load your mags behind the line. That's fine. As long as all the guns are up in the booth, facing downrange, we're good. You know, it's 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 the simple rules, but sometimes people get a little heated on it. It's like, look, these are what we require on our range for a reason. It's not an inconvenience to you. It's a right. simple rule. Just don't have guns behind people. It's, right. It makes go, it a little bit more peaceable. All right, go shoot something. Absolutely. Right. I'm actually off the, I'm off the clock now. I'm heading home. All right. Well, have fun. Hey, folks, we're going to let go. But hey, guess what? We're coming back. We want to thank TD Construction, CCW USA, U.S. Law Shield, Cali Key, PRMI Mortgage for sure. And we want to thank Gasky Dillon and Balance LLP, AO Sword Gun Store, the Gun Range San Diego, right here on FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. Gun Sports Radio is sponsored by Love Radio Network.